Welcome to the Small Business Big Life Podcast. My name is Derek Van Ness, and I'm the lead wealth strategist and founder at Big Life Financial, where we use innovative tax and financial strategies to help business owners keep more of the money they make and be a whole lot smarter at growing it. We believe every person has something unique and valuable to bring to the world, but far too often money stops them from sharing those gifts. We're here to fix that problem by helping people get money out of the way so they can unleash their full potential on the world. Stick around to the end of the show, and I'll even reveal how you can be the next guest on one of the fastest growing daily inspirational podcasts on the planet. So let's get this thing started now. Well, welcome everybody. This is Derek Van Ness live in the Small Business Big Life podcast, and just excited to be here with you today. Today, we are going to drop some creative, some, uh, I guess, design, some branding, some really getting to you kind of knowledge. And so this is going to be a very unique show. And I'm just uh, really looking forward to this conversation with uh, Danielle Meadows-Stinnett. Did I say that right, Danielle? It's Stinnett, but that's fine. <laughs> Stinnett. Okay. Well, well, thank you for being on the show here. I'm, I'm really happy to have you here. Can you just tell the listeners, for people who don't know you, aren't familiar with what you guys are doing, um, who you are as a person, what your business does, and where people can find you online as they're dazzled by all the things you're about to share with us? Absolutely. Hello, everyone. I am Danielle Meadows-Stennett. Um, I am owner and senior graphic designer at Octane Design Studios. We are an 11-year-old digital branding, minority-owned, Black-owned agency in the heart of the bluegrass. Um, so a big part of what we do is kind of spread across three areas. One is digital branding. We take care of logos and pretty websites and things along those lines. But the heart of what we do really is brand strategy. So we actually guide people before they even begin their visual process on the next best steps they can take to elevate their brand. The other part of what we do is kind of the after party, the afterglow, if you will. It's putting on those brand launches and activations where we're putting on galas or conventions, everything from um, launching sneakers to a comic book. We want to cover all of those little things that allows your brand to shine. Awesome. And where can people find you online if they want to connect with you? Absolutely. That's at lexoctane.com. That's L-E-X octane, O-C-T-A-N-E.com. Awesome. I I love it. And before we get into your story, because I I have uh, in my imagination, there's all kinds of twists and turns and cool, interesting stories. But before (laughs) we get into all that, I'd love to hear, you know, you've been at this for over a decade now. You've worked with a lot of brands, a lot of people. If you could give a piece of advice whether it's related to branding or not, that's been really, really powerful or you think would really help people out, what would that piece of advice be? Do it anyway. <laughs> okay. So, so let me unpack that a little bit. Do it anyway. So there's like a dot, dot, dot to that, right? Like Absolutely. <laughs> excuse I have, story I have, meaning I've given to something, dot, 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 do it anyway. Where, where does that come from from you? Where did that come? Where'd you get that? Um, It comes from a little bit of my origin story as an entrepreneur. Um, So I'm a third generation entrepreneur. I watched my grandparents, my parents, my aunts, my uncles, my cousins, all kind of create and define their own destiny through entrepreneurship. And so that was really a stepping stone for me, knowing that I could do it because I've seen it done before. 
So in a lot of ways, um, in creating my own business through Octane Design Studios, um, I started out as a single mom um, in a 500 square foot apartment. Um, and I had this idea that I wanted to create more for myself. And in doing so, there was a ton of other echoing chambers, you know, swirling around this type of um that type of mental state that you're in as a single parent, you know, am I good enough? Is it, is it good enough? Am I, everyone else is doing it. And, you know, when you kind of surpass all of those clouds and really fall into this place of passion, um, all those little minor voices dissipate. So that's really where this phrase do it anyway is coming from. Um, simply because the echoes may be loud in that moment doesn't mean they'll stay that way forever. Right. I, I love that. And the reality is that I know that uh, you can, you can find a million reasons that something won't work, right? No matter what it is, even the best idea in the world, you can say, oh, but what about this? And what about that? And if you're living in a 500 square foot apartment and you're a single mom, you've got 99 million excuses as to why it won't <laughs> work, right? Right. So, and, and the reality is every one of us can dig up the flaws in our own life, all of our shortcomings, all of our failures, all of being human and bring yes. that up. So I, I love where you're coming from with that. I think you guys should make t-shirts because I buy them. <laughs> <laughs> right? I'm all for it. It would be um, like a she woman or a she Hulk or something along those lines. I'm for it. <laughs> I, I think that's great. And, and listen, that is kind of the transformation that has to happen, right? At some point you have to stop being the victim and you have mm -hmm. to sort of like the Hulk, you know, rip that shirt off or that, that thing that's binding you and break free and say, you know what, I'm going to do it anyway. So, so I think that's fantastic because I think a lot of us are held prisoner more by the thoughts in our head than what's yes. actually going on in the world. Right? Absolutely. I have a little saying that life is a lot less like Mario and a lot more like Tetris. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. Just fitting all the pieces together, put, putting it together mm -hmm. as you can. Uh, so let me ask you this. I mean, so you'd seen your family do it. Uh, here you are, you decide you have this idea. How did you get off the ground? Because listen, a lot of businesses aren't necessarily looking for advice from someone who's, you know, maybe got a child on, um, in the background and they're, they're working from home. If you're a business owner with a brick and mortar or something, that may not be it. So how did you kind of overcome those first couple of hurdles? Because I think for a lot of people, that's that's a big step. It is. And I feel like it's gotten a little softer um, in COVID <laughs> where we all have to work from home, right? Mm -hmm. So um, I feel like that barrier has definitely um, gotten smaller or thinner in some areas. But in the very beginning, that was very uncommon. It wasn't very corporate friendly, if you will, to have children lingering around um, asking where the peanut butter crackers are um, in the middle of the board meeting. So in a lot of ways, I had to, one, rely on systems, um, systems for family and friends to help me in areas where I could stand out a little bit further. Two, I had to rely on uh, myself in a lot of areas. And that came from a place of self-esteem. It came from a place of strength. Um, it came from a place of also understanding what I'm capable of doing um, versus what um, sometimes I feel like I'm not capable of doing. And then three of the other, that extra inspo moment is just kind of following your gut and really understanding that at the end of the day, you're human. These other people on the other side of this table are also human. And so we're literally just humans sitting at the table having a conversation about marketing. Yeah, very cool. Great, great perspective, right? Just kind of stripping it down to its most basic elements of I'm a human, they're a human, they have a need, I'm good at this, I got to believe in myself and trust myself because 
And, and I think that's something I want to unpack with you because I think a lot of what you do is, is a type of art, right? And yes, <laughs> I, I used to uh, create art and sell it on the street in New York city. I'd go set up my booth every Saturday and Sunday on West Broadway. And wow. And, awesome. And what's really interesting is like the conflict for me as an artist, and I think business owners get this. And I, and I know your, one of your core tenants is really being authentic. And I want to ask you, what I find is when you know that your art's going to go up for sale, or if you're a business owner and you've got to sell to customers, mm-hmm. but you feel like what you authentically want to create and what you think they'll buy are two different things. How do you reconcile that? Because I found that knowing that I'm going to sell a piece of art has a tendency to bleed into the art, right? It has a tendency to come in and I start trying to do what I think people want instead of trusting my, my inner knowing, my inner instinct. How do you reconcile that? It is a little bit of a marriage, if you will. Um, I definitely feel like there is a place where they both kind of meet together, but there's also a place where they stand completely separate. And a lot of times, and what we advocate with our clients is acknowledging and establishing your brand voice. What is that? What does that look like? Um, How does that sound? If the brand voice was an actual personified person at a cocktail party, is she going to wear the red dress or the blue dress? Is she going to have high heels or she wearing flats? Is she going to be able to speak casually to everyone? Is she going to talk in this most flowery language possible? There's a certain type of tone um, that we carry with ourselves when we talk about our brand. And so I really encourage our clients to do their homework, um, to step into uh, a visual space without necessarily having to physically be there. What does that look like? So that's kind of the little things that I tell people left and right. But another option that I'm really kind of extra passionate about and being authentic is taking the pieces of yourself that are uh-huh. and exposing them a little bit more. So let me break that down a little bit more. Sure, sure. I'd love <laughs> um, it. So when we talk about the pieces of who we are, maybe that is being a mom. Maybe that is being a grocery owner. Uh, Maybe that's being a third generation entrepreneur. How do we take those pieces of ourselves and exponentially put them out and make them shine brighter and harder to work for us and not against us? And so that is another area of brand voicing that I personally love curating and helping clients develop. Yeah. So what I find is a lot of times, and, and I've had some of this, right? I do financial strategy. And if you're a financial strategist, you're supposed to know everything that's ever existed about money, right? Like that's <laughs> part of the deal. Uh, but also uh, I've had a lot of business owners, a lot of people who feel like they need to be the expert. And so what you're talking about, some of these pieces that are who you are uh, may not be the, the shiniest pieces of you, right? The pieces that you want to see the light and share with everybody how do you help people pick and choose what they do or don't share? Because some things might not be the best thing, or maybe I'm wrong about that. Tell, tell me your thoughts on how you go about that. Absolutely. So we actually do a list. Um, so depending upon the category or the area uh, that you're kind of going toward, we say these areas will probably be best to talk about these five points, if you will. Then if you're going in this area, and I'll mention, I'll give an example. Say we're instance talking to um, a class on a webinar and it's um, mostly 
mostly business owners um, within their first to two years of business. And we're talking about marketing. I know to hit a certain type of array of points to get their attention, to get better connect with them as first time business owners or first year business owners. Now, flip the coin there. If I was talking to people who have been established for 10 years, for 20 years, for 50 years, um, that conversation is much different. I would like to talk about five other completely relevant points um, to gear toward those type of people. So I really encourage people to have a range. Range is important. Um, So that way you can talk and emphasize and niche down in the areas that you really need to per the type of area you're talking to. Very cool. Very cool. So let's, let's talk a little bit about your business for a minute, Danielle. Uh, obviously, you've created something that's lasted a decade, so you've figured a few things out. Uh, tell me about one or two of what were some of the biggest hurdles that you've had to overcome? Because, you know, being a, a strategist, it takes a breadth of, and, and experience of knowledge. And there's a lot of, I'm sure, trip ups that you've done along the way. And you've probably even struggled with your own brand at times, right? Because it's evolved and changed, which I think is sometimes a misnomer that we just create a brand once and that's what it is forever. (laughs) Right. Uh, Right. Right. So it's an evolution, but maybe give me a, give me a stumbling block, something that you guys faced as a challenge and and we're able to overcome. Oh, wow. So, I mean, obviously the big hurdles, more known hurdles as a woman owned business, as a black owned business, we face a lot of um, maybe some red flags in areas of social justice and sexism. So we Mm -hmm. hit that wall, um, Mm -hmm. but we tear those down. Yeah, (laughs) Um, We kind of truck through those moments. So those are the two biggest ones I can, you know, straight out of the gate. There's a really good story um, that I share a lot with my um, email marketing community, people who are subscribed to us on a weekly basis. And one of those stories is, you know, walking into a brand new client's office and uh, they assuming that I was the secretary and not the owner. Mm. And so it was very, uh, very kind of funny in hindsight, like looking back at it now, but in the moment I was like, no, I'm very capable of um, uh, being able to sit in front of you and talk to you about my business and the sales and um, the type of services that we offer. So that was one story, um, a hurdle that we are facing in regards to sexism, but in regards to like social justice, being able to have that equal platform as many of our other colleagues who are not of color um, mm-hmm. have experiences and opportunities to have, those are the type of things that we're very passionate and advocate strongly for. So because our business um, actually is so predominantly um, female and we service 60% of our clientele are women, um, we're very hardcore about making sure that we are being exactly what we say we want to be. We want to be a community for um, entrepreneurs, period, to be able to use our services, but we really want to advocate for those women who don't have those foundational blocks, don't have a direction as to where to go with their marketing or digital marketing plan. So we want to be that um, that kind of safe place for them, but mm-hmm. also be that um, learning tool, that guide to help them get to whatever plan and place they want to go. Yeah. So let me ask this question. Um, what do, you, what do you think that women specifically need to do differently than maybe a, a male-owned business? Like, are there some things that you think are, are important to be addressed or done? Or I'm just curious. I mean, let's be honest. I'm a white male. I, don't, <laughs> I, live, I live in the bubble that, you know, I was totally somewhat unaware of and have be, been woken up to. Um, and I do the best I can to function the best way that I know how but I don't understand the nuances. And, and listen, I think a lot of women probably don't even understand the nuances of what, as a woman, what do I need to do differently to really establish myself 
Could you share an idea or two or some things that you've seen that have worked? Sure. Um, in the past, I've seen a couple of different women who have been clientels with us just really be more vocal. Uh-huh. Uh, maybe originally they were very soft-spoken. They weren't unsure. And I feel like a lot of that comes from knowledge, right? Knowledge is power. Uh-huh. So for a lot of women, um, they just didn't have that platform of knowledge. And we're able to kind of supply that to them so that they feel more confident in their brand. I'll give you another example, completely opposite from uh-huh. women. It's a, it's a guy um, who actually is um, a self-care advocate. Um, He's on the corporate sector. He does great work. However, he was very uncomfortable about sharing his logo simply because it didn't really connect with him anymore. So we were able to come alongside him and work with a whole new branding scale of colors that works with this current logo, um, but he was able to reshare that in a different way. So from that experience, he talked about how he was able to feel more confident in his brand. So not only does he feel like he's just sharing a new logo, but he's actually excited about sharing a company that he works for and not just being that face for that company. So um, that's kind of the uh, repair courageous um, slash kind of extra work that we do internally as brand strategists and logo designers and digital marketers. Very cool. Yeah. I mean, there's really such a human element to it, right? Especially when we're talking about brand and, and small businesses are so tied to who the owner is. And, and something I heard you say in both of those conversations, I think was confidence, right? The, the woman owned business where she's a little more soft-spoken, whereas with the male, it was like, he's not proud of the brand. So he's not confidence. And listen, mm-hmm. if there's one thing you need in business, it's confidence. Even if the confidence isn't, I know everything, but it's like, you know what? I'm willing to figure it out. I'm good enough. I deserve to have a shot at this, to really take your swings at play at the plate. Mm-hmm. I think that's huge. And building a brand is such a, such a confidence builder, right? Because you really put yourself into it. I mean, yes. our company, I probably spent three months figuring out the name of my company, Big Life Financial, because I kept asking myself, why do we do what we do? Sure, we help people mm-hmm. with money. We help people save on taxes. We help people with all these services. But like, why? What, mm-hmm. what are we trying to accomplish? And the thing that kept right. coming up is I, I want people to live a life they love or something. And what I came up with was the idea of a big life. And I think most of us can, can get a vibe of what that means. Um, but it took a lot of, as weird as it sounds, cause big life seems like such a simple concept, right. But it took a lot of, a lot of digging for me to really get to why, why does this even matter? Sure. Right. I'm going to create a business. Sure. I'm going to help people and all of that, but why, why, mm-hmm. um, someone told me at Apple, I sat next to this guy on a plane once who, who was quite high up in Apple. And he said, they have this five, why uh, rule at Apple. If you want to do something, you say, Hey, we should change this thing. And so they say, well, why should we change it? Mm. Oh, because you know, it's clunky and it's not that good. Okay. Well, why is it clunky and not good? And you have to be able to go five wise deep. And if you can go five wise deep, like if there was enough reason there to go that deep, then it's worth making a change. And if you, Oh, I love that. Yeah. Yeah. I thought it was really cool. Cause he's like, yeah, a lot of things are really surface, right? You're like, Oh, we need to do this thing. And they're like, why? And you're like, because it would just be better. And they're like, that's, that's not, not good enough. Why, right. <laughs> you know, why would it be better? Well, I don't know. I just like it better. Okay. We're done. So I, <laughs> I thought it was a, it was a really cool insight. And this was probably 10 years ago, you know, so the Steve jobs era when they were really like innovating and doing some really cool stuff. Awesome. So, yeah. 
Yeah. So, so, back, awesome. so back to you, tell me a little bit about like, what are, what makes you, you've obviously been successful. So what makes you, or why do you think you've been successful? Why is the business really come into its own? What have you guys done differently or done well? Um, differently is definitely our focus. Our focus is not necessarily on the services we provide, but the stories we tell. It's the people we're uplifting. It's the communities we're showcasing to um, the thousands of people. It's being able to almost kind of virtually hold hands, if you will, in some areas where we're not supposed to right now. Um, so <laughs> it's it's one of those situations where um, if you're able to fulfill yourself with enough passion about something, it becomes less and less about yourself and more and more about the people you're serving. And so that's really the pivot point for us over the past five years in creating a more intimate, more loud, more celebratory community for entrepreneurs. Um, the other part of that, um, the things that, you know, we definitely are uh, working on or have pivoted from in some areas are things that I feel like we're really good at um, in general, obviously storytelling, to um, we love gaming and we use that as a way to strategize play. And so you may see me quite a bit um, with the cool, funky sci-fi backgrounds and the awesome gamer pins and um, all the funny um, avatars that we put in our stories. <laughs> on Instagram and Facebook, but really it comes down to the ideal of strategy. And that's what dictates our branding. That's what dictates um, what our community sees in our feeds. Um, but it's also something that challenges us um, internally to keep putting out our best selves every single day. What can we strategize today that will help other people tomorrow? I love that. And, and you really you know, before we were on the show and, and even what you were just talking about there, you really emphasize community. Um, what do you mean when you, when you say community? How, how have you built that into your business? Because I think that's the difference between creating a business and building a movement, right? Is it's not just about customers who pay or whatever. It's about impact. And obviously one single person can only do so much. So tell me a little about how, how have you merged business and community? Because I think this is such a powerful concept that really goes underutilized. Yes, absolutely. Community is extremely powerful for us. Um, it helps us. I even like foretell the, our next webinar. We, put, we just put that out today in our stories, like help uh -huh. us decide what you want to learn next. Um, so we use a community a couple different ways. One, obviously through social media, that is very powerful for us. Um, but we also use communities through our email marketing, letting people know they can actually hit reply and actually will answer. Mm -hmm. yeah. <laughs> um, for a, a lot of companies, they don't have the ability to do that or want to do it. Um, but we, we do, we care. Um, and then also being a part of um, our live communities, you know, creating certain types of mini events. A great example, if you're a Game of Thrones fan, um, you can watch on our YouTube channel where we actually curated an entire red carpet event for season eight. Um, on our own, just locally amongst ourselves, um, where we stream people's interviews, their guesses, their um, fortes about what's going to happen in season eight, even though we were all extremely disappointed. Um, it was <laughs> one that. of those situations where um, we take the things that inspire us and encourage us and create community um, based upon that. So we have little bits and pieces and nuggets where we can kind of connect in our own way, but um, teaching advocating, speaking up for women, using our podcast is just a few of those ways we do that. Yeah, I love it. I think it's, it's so powerful. And, uh, and it's interesting because, you know, I think so much of what's being taught out there in marketing is like, 
scale and leverage and all of this kind of stuff. But I think oh, yeah. people are really starved for genuine like com- communication, personalization, individual treatment, like to know that you matter to a business or to the people that you're working with. And I feel like some of that's been lost. And it sounds like you guys really go the other direction of making sure every person knows that they, that they do matter and that they are part of a community and them being there does make a difference. And I think uh, we've worked really hard to instill that in our business. And I'll be honest with you, sometimes it has its challenges, right? Like I'm mm-hmm. at, at any given time working with 40 to 50 clients. And so being in touch with and, and personally uh, connected to that many people at a time, plus all of our existing clients, Oh yeah. It's, you know, it is a real effort and something you have to work toward. Um, so I think I love the idea of events and some of the things you guys are doing. So su- super cool stuff. So let me ask you this, Danielle, what's, what's next for, for you and the movement and the things that you're creating right now, where are you headed? What are you excited about? We're definitely heading in the realm of um, e-learning. And that's really something I'm personally passionate about. That's something it took a while, my journey personally in teaching other people um, has come a long way. (laughs) Um, First, it was just kind of high live. I don't know what I'm doing, but I'm here to literally being able to to now speak in front of hundreds of people. Um, So I love the opportunity to really share what I know and coming also from a place of humility um, is really kind of also been a game key changer, you know, for me or Mm -hmm. key game changer for me. Mm -hmm. Um, I love the fact that I can, you know, spill my guts in some areas and people look at me like, why is she here to, (laughs) um, to just being able to be very common and speak in a way where people best understand, um, the concepts that I want to, to share with them. So just being plain, honestly, has Mm -hmm. been a really, uh, key point in my personal uh, adventure, but Mm -hmm. for Octane, it really is, Again, building that community. COVID taught us so much about what we can really do with virtual community. It doesn't have to necessarily be a webinar. It doesn't have to be a live. It Mm -hmm. could simply be a poll. It could be a closed group. It could be so many other elements that can help bring people together. And a lot of times I'll use myself, of course, sac- sex, um, self, self-sacrificial self here um, and putting myself up there, you know, whether it's parenting or um, in the realms of design. But I always try to always kind of bring it back to, you know, this person and this person are the same. At the end of the day, we're humans. We sleep, eat. We mm-hmm. all do the same things that we need to do to excel ourselves. So what can I bring to the table that will leave them satisfied by the end of the day with what they can do with what they have? Very cool. Yeah, we kind of have a concept of the the idea of a producer or a consumer in life. And the producer is someone who's always seeking to create more value than they take out of a relationship. And yes. a consumer is someone who's always trying to take more than they give, right? And people think that it's some kind of like zero-sum game. If I give money, if I give some value away, I'm ne- I now have less and they have more. That's actually not how it works. The people who give the most uh, especially with people who want to reciprocate, which is usually, you know, if you're working with quality people, good, you know, good people who, who really want to, it, I think it's in human nature to want to mm-hmm. uh, reciprocate for people who've helped you, who have given you something of value. Uh, yes. Yeah. Those people really, really excel. So it's, it's kind of neat that you guys really take that on different language, but I think the same concept. So that's absolutely, cool. we're all at the end of the day, we're really all gamers just on a different type of game. <laughs> I've, I've often thought of that as funny as this is to say, like, 
without going too far down the rabbit hole. I'm like, you know, you see these people doing VR and they're like getting lost in there and you hear stories about people whose whole lives get lost in World of Warcraft or different types mm -hmm. of games. And I was like, you know, are we really just a video game for our soul? You know, it's like plugged <laughs> into some VR somewhere or something that looks like the Matrix and it's like playing this game with us. Uh, pretty Absolutely. Yeah, Watch out yeah. for that white rabbit. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. So like I have thoughts like that and I'm like, I don't really know, but it doesn't seem that far-fetched when it's like, now we're going like a game within a game within a game and, you know, the whole inception idea. Yes. Dream within a dream. Uh, Absolutely. And I, I don't really know how many layers there are on the onion or if I'm just making things up, but my brain goes <laughs> funny places. So <laughs> anyway, Danielle. And creativity is, is definitely the spurning of some things. So yes, I'm right with yes. you. <laughs> I, I bet. I can, I can tell you're very creative and I, lo I love that. Um, so it's, it's been a real pleasure having you on the show for, for people who resonated with your message, who want to become part of your community, who love what you're up to and maybe want to engage with you in some way. Uh, what's the best way for them to connect with you? Best way would be to follow us on Instagram and Facebook at Octane Designs. You can also subscribe to our newsletter. That's the most indirect way um, to do it. And that is at LexOctane.com. Okay. Really cool. So the last thing I want to do, and I like to do this on every show, give everybody 30 to 90 seconds to say anything you want to say, whether it's related to what we're talking about today or something totally different, but uh, just, just a chance to have your voice be heard and put it out to the listeners. If you can say anything you wanted to, what would you say? Um, one, it's not about the race, it's about the journey, right? How epic can I, how cliche can we sound? But it really is true. Um, two, for women out there who are uh, investing in themselves, investing in everyone else, um, and doing all the things that they need to, please know that you're not alone. There's plenty of you out there. Um, find that community and um, build on it. Um, and then for those who are facing any type of injustice and they're feeling the hate in some ways, um, how do you beat the algorithm of hate? You invest in relationships. You align yourself with characteristics of greatness. I love that. Very, very well said. So thank you for say, taking some time and being on the show here, Danielle. I've just really, really loved all of you've had to share and, and say today. So thank you. Thank you. Thanks for listening to the Small Business Big Life Show. If you're a six or seven figure business owner who'd like to be on the show, we'd love to talk about it. Just visit biglifefinancial.com slash guest to get the ball rolling. And if you heard something you loved on the show today, don't be shy about sharing it. And if you do, be sure to use the hashtag smallbusinessbiglife so we can see that you're sharing the love. And heck, if we swoon over your post, we might even pass it on to our many thousands of followers to help share the love and the spotlight with you. Speaking of love, if you like today's show, be sure to hit that subscribe button. You know why? Because then you'll never miss another episode and you can get all the motivation, inspiration, and insights with every new episode. Also, if you want to see everything else we're up to on YouTube, social media, or even in real life, you can always visit us at biglifefinancial.com. Well, that's it for today. My name's Derek Venice, and I want to personally thank you for being a part of the small business Big Life movement. Now get out there. Create more than you consume, love people more than you need to, and believe in magic because yes, it does exist. <laughs> <laughs>